And we are back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Cam's Corner. 31 away from 100. I can't thank you guys enough for all the support throughout the three seasons that I've been able to put out content for you guys. I mean, we've been able to produce a documentary, do a lot of in-person stuff. So ranging the YouTube channel, growing the audience even more day by day. So um, again, just from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate all the support throughout everything. Um, season three is, is going to be special. I can't wait to put out all the content that I have uh, in the vault already stored up and uh, a lot of new things to come. I can't can't give away too much yet, but um, this these last few years have been amazing being able to put out content for you guys. So keep running it up, like, comment, subscribe, share with a friend because season three is about to be even bigger than season one and two. So without further ado, let's get into the first episode with God Champ God Jr. People love him already. He's got the uh, Rhode Island twang. The long pass to Moore and a pin block from Martin. Tune in to Cam's corner. <laughs> He's going to make it here. Draws the foul for another Rhode Island in one. I can't say podcast. It's good off the backboard and in. Trying to break. We are back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Cam's Corner. Today joining me for the second time on Cam's Corner, NBA G League assistant coach of the Delaware Blue Coats, God Sham God Jr. So Sham, I appreciate you. For coming back on, like I said, man, how's it been? It's been good, man. It's been good. Um, just keep on, you know, progressing um, over this last year. Try to do a, a bunch of different things, some of the same things, and, you know, just keep on growing and uh, elevating in my coaching career. Yeah, right. And first off, congratulations on becoming a G League champ. I mean, this past season was the first one in franchise history, so congratulations on that. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, for sure, man. And and looking back, uh, the last time we talked was after your first full season, um, mm -hmm. and your hire was back in uh, October of 2021. So, um, you know, from the two seasons now that you've been a part of the G League, how have you seen yourself grow uh, as a coach? Um, I think just learning one, learning the NBA, learning the different uh, offenses that most teams use, learning the players, and uh, just understanding, you know, the situation that they're in being in the G League and trying to make it to the NBA and then the guys that are like on NBA contracts that are down there that are trying to, you know, stick in the NBA and be in the NBA for a while. So I think that that's the main thing. Um, and then just being more comfortable, being more comfortable with, you know, my coaching voice um, moving to the G League and not being around like college guys anymore, dealing with professionals um, was a lot different in the first year. Um, but this year was much better for me, and I, I understood more of what I was trying to get accomplished and what I was trying to do. And I think that um, just being comfortable and just understanding, you know, just understanding what you're doing more allows you to be more confident in what you have to say and what you have to do. Um, and I think that that's, like, the main way that I've grown from, you know, year one to year two. Yeah, for sure. And obviously both years are different, like you said, but is there um, – has your – position change in any kind of way or has it kind of been the same throughout um no not so much it's just just doing a lot of the stuff that I did before just doing it better right um, and doing it and doing it you know to a higher level because this isn't my first year anymore now I know kind of what I'm what I'm in for I know kind of the ins and out of uh the players that I have um and things like that so just trying to do everything that much better um I think was a big thing, especially because we made it to the championship last year and we lost. So um, this year for us, we didn't focus so much on winning the championship. 
but we just focused on uh, doing a lot of the stuff that we did the year before, but just doing it that much better. Right. And so now with the summer league coming up um, with your, that was like your first real like taste of everything last year. Um, mm-hmm. So what's your role going to be now this year with the summer league coming up in a few weeks? Um, A lot of the same things. I mean, things are different, a little different here now because um, Doc Rivers got let go and, you know, Nick Nurse came in. Um, So it's a lot of moving parts right now. So um, a lot of us don't necessarily know the exact things that we'll be doing because they'll be different. Um, Nick Nurse will have, you know, his own system and he'll want to do things a little bit differently than Doc Rivers did them. So it's just learning um, what Nick Nurse wants and uh, the offensive style that he wants. And then just figuring out ways that you can, you know, find two or three players um, and help them learn that so that when the season comes around, then they can help uh, the team. Right. And and even though being under the G League, obviously with a different head coach, uh, were you still able to like learn and, and uh, gain a lot of like knowledge off of Doc Rivers throughout those two years? Um, yeah, I mean, we go up, we go up to the facility and we uh, we see the stuff that Doc Rivers talks about. We see what he emphasizes. We see um, the reason why he wants to run the certain offense that he runs, the reason why he. um you know, just emphasizes and hops on the, the things that he hops on. And then that way you're able to take that back to the G League and you're able to kind of mimic it in a way to where when Jaden plays with us and then he goes up to the Sixers, um, it's kind of the same thing. He's he's hearing the same things. So you try to, when you go up to the facility and you hear Doc speak and you hear uh, Coach Cassell that was there, Coach Yeager that was there, um, and you hear the things that they – you know, hop on from a offensive standpoint, a defensive standpoint, then it makes it easy for you to teach that to your team. And when guys go up to the sixes, then they just integrate really well. Right. And, and talking about head coaches too. I mean, last time we talked, we talked a lot about uh, Joe Missoula mm-hmm. and obviously from that whole year, like, you know, a lot has changed since we, we were able to talk. Yeah. And um, when the news broke about him becoming the head coach of the Celtics, the interim head coach, what was your reaction to all that news? I'm just happy for him. I mean, uh, I think everybody who knows Joe knows the amount of time that he puts into what he does and um, how passionate he is about coaching and and helping, you know, young dudes uh, get a start and, you know, progress in the NBA. And I think that um, all of that hard work and all of that dedication just paid off uh, for him at the right time. And, you know, when I heard, I was just super excited for him. And I knew that he was going to do a good job because, you know, he puts the time in. Yeah, for sure. And hearing that news, you know, seeing someone you worked, you know, so closely with over the years and now at that level, um, mm-hmm. how much does that motivate you to kind of reach new heights in your coaching career? I'm a lot. You know, I always tell Joe that he's like the he's like the like the start of us, you know, uh, just to see him start from where he started from and to see kind of what he went through to get to where he's at now. Um, it always helps. You know, I'm, I know it helps me. I know it helps other people who have been around them who are trying to, you know, pursue this career and keep on going. I think that uh, it's just easy to see when you see a person that might not have been, like, handed everything, somebody who had to work hard, who um, puts the time in, who was where you was at. Um, then it's easy to know that you can get there one day. Yeah, and it kind of, for both of you guys, too, it's been happening, like, really, really fast. Like, Joe's mm-hmm. only 34 years old. 
um, yeah. you know, fresh out of like everything. Like you just it just happened so fast. And for you too, now a champ, like everything is happening so so fast. So do you do you go to him for advice for a lot of things as well? Still, yeah, yeah, man, a lot. Uh, there's certain times throughout the season where um, I'll be dealing with a player, or I'll be dealing with you know a certain situation, and I'll just talk to him and ask him, you know, how do you handle this situation? How did you handle this situation? And sometimes he'll just tell me like. Um, you know exactly what you're doing, you know, believe in what you do, believe in the work that you put in um, and just attack it, you know, and just and just having him say that to me, you know, is a big is a big blessing to have somebody who is whose career is moving, like you said, it is and to be in the positions that he's in. And uh, when I when I text him or something, you know, he still texts me back. He still uh, hits me with wisdom. He still. Uh, tries to talk to me and, you know, worries about how I'm doing too. So that's just a big thing to help me. And it honestly, it helps me to like keep going every single day. Yeah. And when you say, um, you know, he tells you like, oh, you know what you're doing. Like, you know how to do stuff when uh, you're asking him for advice. That sounded just like his dad. Like, obviously we talked a lot about him before. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you saw, but I was able to make a documentary on him. I premiered it a couple months ago. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was tough. That was yeah, tough. I appreciate that. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I put a tough. I put a few clips in from uh from our interview. You talking yeah. about him with the red shirts from uh from Fairmont. Fairmont, yeah, nah, yeah. that was tough. that was tough. I enjoyed that. Oh, you, you watched it? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Nah, yeah. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah. But going back to this past season, um, you know, you had the chance to group uh, coach another group of very talented young guys. Um, mm -hmm. obviously, one of those guys that stands out is Mac McLong, and um, as a coach and, and mainly what you focused on last year, I'm sure it was the same a little bit this year was player development. Um, mm -hmm. so how rewarding is it to see guys like Mac and, you know, continuously getting better in that coaching system that you're a part of? Uh, I mean, it's great. Like, like Mac for one, um, is somebody who, you know, he walks around with like a chip on his shoulder. Um, he wants to be, you know, an NBA player. So those, those guys are easy to work with because they hold themselves at such a standard that, um, it's easy for you to hold them to that standard. You know, uh, Mac, Mac is somebody who's very confident in himself. He's somebody who, who puts the work in, who is a professional's professional, you know, like he's a, he's a true pro. He really comes in and he, he works on his craft. He works on his body. Um, and he wants to get to the heights that he knows that he can get to. So, um, even something like the dunk contest, which, you know, like, that's something that's personal for him, right? That's not like a team thing, but it's just good to see him be able to get that kind of recognition and to be able to, you know, um, to me, like be an inspiration to to so many people because he is an underdog, you know? He is somebody who people necessarily wouldn't say that he would make it. Um, and he comes in every day and he puts the work and he puts the time in and he took so many strides this year um, from a standpoint of like just being a, a better basketball player, just being a better teammate, just being um, all around better guy. And I think that that showed a lot in the championship and making the championship run. Um, I think he went from somebody who wasn't necessarily able to like really um, run or organize a team. And I think that, and when we made our championship run, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do it without him and without his selflessness, without him um, being able to play in the flow of the game and also 
when we needed him to take over, he took over. You know, so I think just him finding that balance between um, being a scorer, being a, a killer, and also, you know, being a facilitator and being um, a good teammate, being an organizer, I think was a very, very big step for him. And I think that um, the reason why he, he will be an NBA player and stick is because he's able to adapt and he's able to um, find situations and then get better. You know, he always finds ways to keep on getting better. Yeah, did you see him as like kind of like a role model to like the other young guys coming in? Because, uh, like you said, I know the, he adapts to stuff quickly. So, did you see him with the, you know all the rookies that came in, kind of someone to look up to, like you said, uh, to be able to accomplish the things that he accomplished in such like short time? Yeah, I mean, if they, I mean, um, and that's up to that's up to the people who are coming in after him to see, mm-hmm. um, because he's he's not he's not like a flashy guy. He's not somebody that's really gonna like throw it in your face or anything like that. He's just somebody who, if you want to be a professional and you want to carry yourself like a professional, then you should look at the way he carries himself. You know, like he take care of his body. Um, if he's if he wants to work out, he's going to be there for the workout. He's going to actually work him out. Or sometimes he'll just go out there by himself and he'll, and he'll do certain stuff by himself. He has his own routines that he knows he needs to do to – make sure that he's ready to play, make sure that he's ready for practice and stuff like that. And I think that that's one of the biggest things in being a professional is just having your own routine and, and knowing what gets you going. Right. And, and, and a lot of people have that. Yeah. And even though like your main focus, like coming in was to focus on those rookies um, that were coming in, like, Oh, obviously you're uh, like assisting the entire team at the end of the day too. So um, yeah. I was looking at the roster, like somebody, like Patrick McCall, who's an experienced player, three-time NBA champion. Like, how different is it to coach guys and guide guys like the like him, opposed to the young guys like you coach usually more often? Um, I mean, it's great. Like, like I said, people like Pat, uh, Mac, those guys have Pat more so than a lot of people because he has been in it. He's been on um championship teams. Um, so as much as um I help him, he helps me. Right, like I, I'll ask him questions on, you know, what did Steve Kerr do? What did uh, Nick Nurse do? What, what was the difference between, you know, those championship teams and this team and stuff like that? And it's great to have people like that to bounce stuff off of, um, because he's a veteran. You know, he he understands the moment. He understands the time. He he's another guy. He he's a pro. Like you don't necessarily have to worry about Pat because he's gonna come in. He's gonna get his stuff done. And then when the game time comes, he knows what gets so he knows what gets him going. He knows how he affects the team, um, and he's able to do that. So um, this year we didn't have very many rookies. This year uh, we had a lot of guys that were, um, you know, older guys and guys that uh, we could bounce stuff off of. But it was a much different team than it was the year before. So um, just trying to f- adapt to the team that we have that we had this year and not focus so much on last year because last year we did have a really good team, but now we don't have the same team. Right. And and like we talked about like two different dynamics, like Pat's a, an NBA veteran, uh, mm-hmm. somebody like Mac is a rookie, like um, mm-hmm. looking at like a whole roster and things like that throughout your entirety of your career, you know, not just in the G league too. Like, what do you feel like, like the toughest part of, of being a coach has been so far? Um, well, that's a good question. I mean, the the toughest part 
the toughest part about being a coach, I would say, and um, it's just it's just building that relationship, you know. Um, and it's not so much tough; it's just understanding, you know, different people come from different backgrounds. Different people like to be coached different ways. So I would say, um, at the end of the day, it's basketball, you know. So you guys have that kind of common ground, and it's not hard to it's not hard to teach when you know what you want to teach. But what it is hard to do is build a relationship with each player to the point where, um, you know, you can yell at a certain guy, you could talk to a certain guy, you know, you have to deal with each player um, different ways because they're all different people. So I think that that's probably like the biggest thing um, that you have to learn. And it, it also is the hardest thing because you have to have, you have to be genuine with these guys. You have to have genuine conversations. You have to genuinely know what this person likes, what this person likes. Um, and then that way, when you talk to somebody or when you challenge somebody in that setting, you know, it's easier for them to deal with it and be the best version of themselves. Hmm. Yeah. And, and we talked a lot about like uh, from your, your player perspective, like a lot last uh, time we talked and how that kind of changed. Um, I was wondering if that, if that still kind of clicks in your head sometimes, like in, uh, you know, crunch time situations or, um, you know, like, do you think of like, you know, if I was a player, like what, what would I be kind of doing in moments like these or what kind of goes through your head in like moments where you got to kind of think on the fly and, and things like that? Um, I, I don't so much think about uh, what I would do because I, I'm, I wasn't as good as these guys are. Um, but what I try to do is I just try to think about the things that we work on. So I try to, um, you know, in different situations, if it's the end of the game and we need a three point, okay, what one who is our best pressure three-point shooter? What, what's our best way to get him open? What has been the best way to get him open all game? Um, things like that. Or um, we somebody's somebody got it going. You know, we haven't gotten that person the ball in a couple possessions. So now when we come in, it's like, okay, what plays do we have to get that person the ball? Um, who can I talk to on the team that can put that person in a perfect situation? for them to, you know, get an easy basket. So I think that that's, that's the main thing that I think about now is just what are the things that we worked on? What are the things that we did to actually put us in the best situation to win the game at the end of the game? What are, um, what are certain matchups? Who's been guarding who well? Okay. Um, if somebody's been like killing us, what are certain things that we can do to slow them down? Should we double team ball screen? Should we, switch the ball screen? Should we um, try to go to zone? Should we do this? So just trying to think of um, different situational things and figure out what's the best way for us to, you know, be effective and win games um, down the stretch of games. Right. And then now looking at this season alone, you know, you win the East again, like you did last year, um, kind of back in the same spot. Like what's the mindset like going into the second half of the season like after the showcase and everything? Uh, so this day was a, this Season was a lot different. Um, last year, uh, last year for the Showcase Cup, I think we were fourteen and one at the beginning of the season. Um, we won the Showcase. We like had it rolling. Uh, once the second half of the season started, uh, we lost a couple games because we didn't have a lot of players. And then once we got our players back, we just started rolling again. Um, this year was a lot different because we had a lot of. We weren't really good during the Showcase Cup. And we had a lot of moving pieces. We had a lot of players going in, going out. Um, so just going into the second half of the season, it was just, okay, 
what are three things that we got better from the beginning of the season up until the showcase? And how do we take that? How do we bottle that up so that when we start the season zero and zero, we won't get off to a bad start and we could just start, you know, um, rolling. And I think it helped us as a coaching staff because it last year we were just rolling and it was, it was easy this year. We had to find different things. We had to switch up, um, our offense. We had to figure out different ways to be productive. And I think that, um, that helped us in the second half of the season, just focusing on like three key things and moving into the regular season, just making sure, okay, we have to do these three things on offense. We have to do these three things on defense and it kind of simplified it for the guys and it helped them to just trust in it and uh, trust in each other. And then we got rolling and we got clicking at the right time. Yeah. And, and fast forwarding to those finals, you know, it comes down to um, the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, which for those people who don't know is, is Houston's G league team mm-hmm. and it was you guys. So now you were in that same exact position last year. Yep. You guys ended up falling short, but now, um, you know, kind of just describe your mindset throughout that entire game. Cause I was, I didn't, wasn't, wasn't able to watch the game, but looking at the score, looking at some of the box scores, um, mm-hmm. close game, one fourteen to one ten. you guys came out victorious. Just kind of, you know, talk me through the game and like what it was like, um, Kind of was it we revisiting some memories from back like last season and coming yeah. up short? Just kind of how was that for you? Yeah, so uh, we played the first game because it's best out of three. So we played the first game at home, we won. Um, and after we won the first game, it was just more like, okay, we don't want to, we don't want to travel there to not win it there. Um, they won on our court last year, um, and they did a lot of uh, celebrating. They, you know, like. The one kid stomped on our logo and like did all that. So as much as much as we didn't really think about it because they had a different team, you know. So these are not the same people that you went against last year. Uh, but we also wanted to make sure that we won, you know, on their home court for a little revenge. We wanted to make sure that uh, we didn't play around with the moment, and we wanted to, uh, you know, take full advantage of being up one zero having the guys that we thought um, could win it. And we wanted to just go there and we wanted to take care of business. And I think that um, it's a testament to the guys to be able to stay locked in, to be able to um, know that we had a goal in mind and, you know, them come out and and play hard and and really, um, you know, just have that killer mindset to to, to go into a, a great atmosphere and, you know, be able to take care of business um, from the start of the game. Yeah, and as the game came to an end and, you know, the final buzzer sounds like, how did it feel to be crowned champs? And, uh, you know, what was that moment like for you after that? Oh, uh, man, it's always a, it's always an amazing feeling. I mean, when you win um, any kind of championship, um, I was fortunate enough to, you know, win a couple um, and get a couple rings and, and things like that at the college level. Um, so I just think, I mean, there's, there's honestly no better feeling. Um, you know, you get to hold on to that until the championship next year. You know, and, and you get to have something that you'll be remembered for um, in history. I don't think that – I don't think any – no matter what level you're at, if you can win a championship, I think that it's it's amazing. You know, you're crowned the best in your league at what you do. Um and for me, it was just, I mean, it was an amazing, amazing feeling um, to be able to 
especially after we went through the year before, you know, being able to see them celebrate um, in our home gym, being able to go so far and then uh, just finish it short. You know, um, I think that this year was just, it was just, honestly, it's a real feeling. And to be able to do it with some of the people that we had the year before and to be able to do it with the coaching staff that we had and all of the travel staff, all of the people that, you know, put so much into it, um, that was just, it was just, it was just unreal. Yeah. And like we said, too, like the first championship to in, in franchise history. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like you said, it's cool to be a part of history, cool to be a part of something like that um, at yeah. any level. Um, yeah, and we're the first team. We were the first team to win the Showcase Cup and win a, a G League championship. So, like that was cool. Um, that was a cool thing to to be a part of to do. Um, and like you said, I mean, it'll go. It's something that'll go in history, you know. So I'm always happy with being a part of history. Right, for sure. And, and going back, kind of full circle from the beginning of the episode. Uh, now two full seasons in the G League, and you know, having some college experience as well. Um, what do you think the plan going forward for you in the future is? Do you think you'll be sticking around the NBA or do you kind of just play it by air, see what happens? Like, what, what's your main goal at the end of the day? Uh, I mean, my main goal, honestly, is just to keep growing as a coach. Um, wherever it kind of takes me, um, I'm fine with. I just think that I have to constantly find ways to keep on growing. I have to find ways to, uh, whether that's, um, in college, whether it's in the NBA, um, I think it's just trying to keep on elevating myself, not being satisfied with what I'm doing, but trying to make sure I keep on growing and I'm, I keep on learning things so that ultimately when it's my chance to be a head coach, um, then I do the best that I can do because I've learned so much from so many great coaches and so many different people. Right, for sure. And that's why one of the main reasons why I still do this podcast is because I've learned from so many people, like not even just from my like what I want to do as a profession, but like you said, there's you know, preaching to the choir, like just always trying to get better and better every single day. And uh, you know, I love that message. I'll always stick to that message and um few speed round questions I want to ask you before we cap things off. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been trying to do at the end of every episode. Uh what's your favorite place uh that you've played in so far, favorite arena you've played in so far and why? Uh I would have to say, uh, I would have to say, probably Rio Grande. Uh, Rio Grande. I mean, we've been there twice, and the two times that we've been there, it's been amazing, amazing, amazing crowds. Um, and we won a championship there, so I mean, that's always uh, that's always the ultimate. Right, and uh, I don't know if you want to say this one, but toughest guy you've had to coach over your career. Uh, toughest guy I had to coach. Um, I would uh, I would probably say, I would probably say, dang, that's a, that's a that's a tough. <laughs> no 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 no. I could say it. I could say yeah. it. That that's not why. Right. It's just because I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Uh. I'm trying to think of the, the person who challenged me the most. Yeah, the person, so, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, the person who challenged me the most to like, um, I would probably say maybe Julian Champagny. Was um, that in the, in the G League? Yes. So he was in the G League. Um, he plays for the San Antonio Spurs now. 
he challenged me because he's such a good player and he's such a he's such a um he's such a like smart guy that when you do stuff with him, um, you know, you have to know what you're doing, you have to explain stuff to him. And also because <clears throat> you have to uh he's such a guy that's based off of like um he he challenges himself so much that in turn you have to keep on finding ways to try to challenge. You have to find ways to keep him grounded. You have to find ways to uh, instill confidence in him um, because he wants it. He wants it so much that sometimes he's a sometimes he's too hard on himself. You know. So yeah, I would I would say Julian. Yeah, it's probably cool to see like where those players are at too in their career. Like after everything's all said and done. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. But kind of a little bit along that line. Um, one of the funnest guys to watch play uh, throughout your coaching career. Funnest. Um, like someone that's kind of like always like in a great mood and, and one like they bring that energy to the core as well, too. Oh, OK. Uh, <laughs> I would probably say uh, this is it's, it's a kid that we had this year. He was a rookie. His name was um, Aminu Muhammad. He went to uh, he went to Georgetown. He played with us this past year. But. He is like, uh, he is like one of the most confident people that you will ever meet. I'm pretty sure that this year in the G League, he had probably the most points scored in the least amount of minutes. Um, but funny, funny, funny guy. Um, always ready to, always ready to go. Every time we put him in the game this year, like every time you would call him from the end of the bench, his first thing he would say, he'd be like, "Oh shit, you calling me? Come on, let's go." And then, and then he would like, that's how he would like get himself going. But super, super funny, super funny guy. Um, and just, and just, and just always was grateful to be able to play basketball, you know? Yeah. And to kind of cap things off, um, your dream head coaching job. Um, so I would say, I would say Fairmont State is one just because uh, that's my school. So it it would be really really cool to um to coach there, and then I would say New York Knicks. You know? Let's go! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from New York. I mean, I think that every kid from New York either dreams about playing in Madison Square Garden, uh, coaching Madison Square Garden, doing whatever you know. So I think that that's like the ultimate um goal. I tell people that like all the time. Like my my dream, that's my dream is to be calling games at Madison Square Garden one day. Like it's my green <laughs> man, I've been looking up to him since I was like little. Like that was that was like my dream to be in that in that era. And man, that'd be sick. That'd be that'd be awesome one day. But that'd be dope. Uh, that'd be dope. Yeah, for real. Like I said, man, I appreciate you for hopping on again. I mean, uh, I'm glad that we could stay in touch. Glad that we could chop it up again about everything that's happened. Um. You know, I guess uh, kind of cap things off again. Just, uh, you know, what do you think the second time around and uh, who much you want to see as a guest in the future? Um, I mean, I love it. I love what uh, what, you, what you're doing. Like I said, the the whole thing that you did for Joe's dad, I thought it was amazing. I think that um, every time I see one of uh, your interviews, um, you know, it just keeps on getting better. Um, so that's a testament to you and, and the work that you put in um, to what you do. And it's um, it's amazing to see, you know, just how far you you've gotten and what you're doing. So definitely keep that up. Um appreciate that. Thank you. And and I mean 
hopefully you hopefully you can start getting you know some of the Celtics players and you know some of, some of the best dudes from from up there you know to keep on um growing growing yourself and, and growing your platform so I would love I would love to see that uh for you um and I I hope it for you yeah I appreciate that I mean my my boy Ed uh Ed Lee he just signed with the Patriots and okay. uh, I'm working down at a new station in Rhode Island so we uh we've covered like mini camp um and like the opening OTAs of the season so I'm not going to be back there until training camp but to see him there and be able to interview him mm-hmm go to the same school as him. And like, you know, it's just, it's, it's cool. I'm going to have him on once training camp starts. I can't do nothing yet, but it's cool. So nah, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. And I mean, just keep on growing it, keep on building it, you know, and, and as long as you stick with it, I mean, I'm pretty sure that one day, you know, you'll be able to get to, you know, exactly what you want to get to. Again, it's a pleasure to be able to talk to you, man. Thank you so much. No, definitely. Definitely.